everybody and welcome to today's podcast here on Defining the Dash where we're going to do our best to, to make life count and uh, Brother Mark we have a special episode today. Um, recently we had the opportunity to sit down with one of our longtime friends Brother Aaron Roberts and uh, he's going to be with us for the next few weeks on here but we sat down with him and, and was able to go onto his uh, radio program and discuss prophecy mm-hmm. and now this was very unique opportunity for us. It was. Uh, being some country boys that uh, have not really spent a whole lot of time being able to study and deep dive into prophecy. But mm-hmm. uh, now, first of all, we we want to uh, say this up front, that this is all, with looking at current events, this is all looking at plausible theory. Right. Uh, this is not us pushing a doctrine or anything of that nature. Correct. So uh, when you're listening to this, there's probably people out there far more intellectual than us. Uh, and actually, that that's probably not, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's that's true. not a probable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or at least me anyway, Brother Mark. I don't want to speak for you. You, know. you can speak for me on that. Uh, you're college educated. so. Uh, but there are folks out there more uh, intelligent than us that may have a different viewpoint. And that's perfectly fine. Sure. Uh, it's like I was telling Brother Aaron, we, we call ourselves the potluck of podcast. Everybody brings something to the table. So um, as you listen to this, study your Bible, read your Bible, see see what's opened up to you about prophecy and where we stand in today's time. Don't take our word for it or anybody else's. And But this was, it was fun. It was exciting. Uh, it was intriguing just sitting down, discussing these scriptures and seeing mm-hmm. what we thought. So we wanted to share that with you today. So this week and next week's episodes will will be the two episodes we got to sit down and record with Brother Aaron uh, speaking on prophecy, and and uh, we sure hope you enjoy. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Roberts here in the studio, and I've got with me a couple of good friends of mine. We're going to do a little bit of different format for our radio broadcast this week. I've got Brother Chad Clifton. Howdy, Brother Aaron. How you doing today, Hey, buddy? I'm doing well. So glad to have you on. And I've got Brother Mark Mullins. Hey, brother. It's good to be here. Hey, I'm glad to, glad to have you guys on. So, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to have a discussion this week because the, the, the events that are unfolding in Bible prophecy. And, you know, everyone's mind is on what's going on in Israel and mm-hmm. the different things that have been happening over the past few years. And it, it seems like, to me, that things have changed and the world as we know it is no longer where it was Absolutely. even five years ago. And sure. especially the church world. Yes, I mean, sir. do you all feel the same way? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it, it seemed like at times, Brother Aaron, that it's almost like if you if you look back, it's like a, a switch was flipped. We went from a time, uh, you know, the Bible tells us about good, we evil, uh, evil considered good, and, and mm-hmm. that alone explains the day we live in so perfectly. And um, it was just like... A switch was flipped to where the Bible's becoming illegal in so many places, and and it's a hate crime, so to speak, to to believe in the Bible, and and we're we're literally um, sitting and watching the Bible come to you know come to pass uh, wow. all those prophecies. I, I feel the same way, 
And honestly, it's like we don't even know the world. People are dealing with depression. They're yes, dealing sir. with anxiety. Um, and it, it brings my, my, my mind back to the words of Jesus who said that men's hearts will fail them for fear. Yeah. Right. And when Absolutely. you see all these things coming to pass, Jesus said, lift up your head. Yes. Redemption draws nigh." So there's a lot of different views on Bible prophecy. Yes, sir. And, and you know, Brother Mark, I mean, you, you've seen a lot. What do you think about how? How the, how the world's going and how do you feel like the Bible may be relevant to people out there today who are considering seriously what's going on? I think it's very relevant. Uh, recently I heard a, an excellent sermon by my pastor and he was talking about the end times and he referenced a verse where um, the end times were related to the days of Noah when people were being wow. married and being given in marriage and eating and drinking and life was going on like normal. And there was a, there was a storm coming. Okay. There was rain coming, and uh, people just got busy in day to day life, and people's mind was on evil continually, and yes. uh, the wickedness that was in the world. And um, you know, when you think about that, and like Brother Chad was talking, like you you've been talking some, you know, the wickedness in the world is incredible. We're at seemingly a, a whole new level, and uh, and life just goes on like normal. You know, a lot of people's life, they're not paying attention. They're being married, being given to marriage, eating and drinking, and, and just life goes on despite all the global action going on right now. The yes, geopolitical sir. things that are going on, uh, the religious things that are going on, the, the economic things that are going on, the world is in a downward spiral. Yes, sir. And for most people, life just goes on like normal. You know, you know, brother, my dad preached a message years ago, and he may have preached it at Key Mountain. But he preached a message years ago called Trespass in the Time of Distress. And what you said about while the flood was coming, they were eating, drinking, and giving in marriage. Mm -hmm. They didn't pay attention to the signs that were going on around them. Right. And that's what's revolving in my heart and in my mind, that we need to pay attention to the signs. Now, Brother Chad, before we showed up today, you, you brought an article in here, and basically the article says that there are no signs before right. Christ comes. The uh, This was information I had pulled off of, you know, where we go for all information, the mighty Google. Oh, I love Google. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> But they uh, this was from one of our, I won't go into naming the individuals or uh, the college, but it is at one of the popular colleges. And um, this is another problem with, uh, when we look at, when we look at prophecy, is, uh, and, and I'm not, great on prophecy myself you know i you, you it's important for us to read it study it and everything and i'm not saying i have all the answers by any means but there is so much confusion out there about prophecy there's fear about prophecy there's um false doctrine about prophecy and uh this article like i said it, it's coming from a um, one of our our big name colleges and, and, and we say, as the church world, that we are living in the end times. We say that there's prophecies are being fulfilled right in front of our eyes. And the gentleman that wrote this article, he is saying that prophecies are not being fulfilled before our eyes. That prophecy cannot take place until after the rapture and during tribulation. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Uh, but then he goes to say that what is happening now is setting the stage and that prophecy was basically an overview of what is to come. So he contradicts himself, so to speak, wow. in, in, his, um, in his report here 
And he, he actually, when he wrote this report, which I, I'm not exactly sure the date, but he actually discussed Israel in his report. And he said that had nothing to do with prophecy. Mm. But then he would turn around and say, other than when Israel went back to becoming a nation and, and all that, that, um, that was setting, that was just the stage setting. Mm. Wow. Well, when that is foretold years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. um, I would consider that prophecy. Right. Uh, when when uh, when we have records that are told hundreds and thousands of years ago, and in some of those cases they specifically name names. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then then I would consider that prophecy. I, I mean, you can call that an overview if you would like. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when it is foretold, that would seem to me to be prophetic. You know, you know, Brother Chad, in, in 2012, I was fortunate enough to get to go to the Holy Land, and I toured uh, a lot of those sites, mm-hmm. said Roe, and uh, uh, several of those other sites. I toured the Gaza, near, near the Gaza border. Um, I went up to the Golan Heights, and I actually went in Independence Hall in Tel Aviv. And one of the interesting things is they have that entire prophecy on the wall of wow. Independence Hall. I will bring you up out of your graves and I will raise you up a mighty army and I will put you into your own land. And I thought, wow, mm. what a what a great picture of prophecy being fulfilled right in front of our eyes. Yes, there are several right. views of prophecy. And I, and, Absolutely, and, yeah. and I want to say this to, to our listeners today um, because this, this message is going out on the radio. It's going out on a podcast uh, that you all are doing called Defining, Defining the Dash making your life count, mm-hmm. making it count. And so it's airing both on the internet and on WGTH here today. But one of the things I want to say is, is I have somewhat of a, of, of a different idea behind this. And, and I've studied dispensationalism. I've studied eschatology. I know what the, the theology books teach, and I know what the seminaries teach. But as we approach the past five years, I felt like something changed. Sure. And Brother Mark, mm-hmm. it just began to, to roll over in my heart that something's different here and you need to look deeper. And this is what I feel like, you know, that, that, that came to me. And I want to throw this out to you, brothers, because I definitely don't, I'm not going to preach this as doctrine. That's why we're having a discussion. I'm not right. going to teach it uh, for doctrine. Sure. But at the same time, I think it's important that we understand uh, where we are because the Bible, the Bible teaches us in the New Testament, Jesus said, you didn't know the time of your visitation. So he prophetically told them that they were responsible to, for knowing where they were on God's time clock. And he said, oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem. He's looking from the Mount of Olives out over the temple. And he's looking at, at, mm-hmm. at the city of Jerusalem. He says, oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, how often I gathered you as a hen gathered her chicks, yet you would not. Right. He said, oh, Jerusalem, you did not know the hour of your visitation. So the word of God holds them accountable for knowing when the Messiah would come. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that just as Jesus said that one will be taken and the other left, we have an obligation to know the signs of the times and where we live. So the things I want to talk about today, I want to talk about Revelation, mm-hmm. trying to understand if we look at Revelation, how do we interpret it? Um, there's a lot of things going on right now that will that are definitely have people's attention, 
And as Brother Nathan Webb so adequately said a few moments ago, he said, those who are not paying attention to prophecy are getting ready to experience it. Yeah, sure. And, and that's, that's, that's absolutely, totally the truth. But my view of Revelation, I've only got this within the past few years, is that John saw this from heaven. He saw what was going on. He was taken to heaven, okay? And Revelation chapter number four, the Bible says, come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. That's Revelation, sorry, three, the end of chapter three. And in verse number four, we, we see the picture of heaven. And from, from, from chapter four on, John is looking from eternity into time, mm -hmm. watching prophecy happen from a heavenly standpoint. He's out of this dimension. Mm -hmm. If we're experiencing prophecy, okay? Right. We're experiencing prophecy, looking from time back toward what John was writing about that happened, that he saw happen in eternity. So how do we view today's events through the lens of Scripture? And where are we on God's prophetic time clock? So the things we're going to mention today that I'm going to mention, I just want to point this out. I'm not saying that, that, that it's doctrine. It, it's intriguing. Sure. It's thought-provoking. Sure. Yeah. And if our audience is serious about the Bible, you've got to admit that a lot of these things definitely, definitely will get your attention. Sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I've, I've, got, I've got lost family that can, will look at you and say, the Bible's being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Prophecies are being fulfilled. Yeah. And they're lost. Right. Right. And so if they're lost and they can see these things. Right. How much more should should we see these things, be aware of these things, mm -hmm. and, and be studying these things to, to to help open you know open eyes and open doors to to, mm -hmm. to help help others you know I, you know I'm just going to say it I believe Jesus is coming and yeah. he's coming back soon mm -hmm. and and I believe that that we are living at the very end of days and so that's my belief I believed it my entire life. Jesus said, watch you therefore, for you know not what hour yes, the right. Lord comes. And if, if the good man of the house, he said, had, 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 had known what hour the thief would come, he would watch. He said, the day of the Lord will come as what? A thief in the night. Right. If, if Ezekiel prophesied 2,500 years approximately, 2,500 years before that Israel became a nation, it would become it would become a nation. Jesus said, "Lift up your eyes. Look at the look at the parable of the fig tree. When the fig tree grows and she puts forth her leaves, well, Israel all through the Scripture is the fig tree. Yeah. So we're watching, we're watching the fig tree. Right now, the nation of Israel, it's bloomed. It's brought forth her leaves. The desert is blooming like a rose. I've been there. It's amazing. The most innovative gardening in all the world is happening right now in Israel. They came up with the theory of drip irrigation, Brother Mark, mm -hmm. that you and I have both used in our gardens. Absolutely. And it's very effective. And it saves water. They came up with a desalination because they need water in the desert so much. And Isaiah said, the desert shall blossom like a rose. And it is. Right. It's blooming like a rose. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Brother Aaron, where are we within in the prophetic timetable? What, what have you come across that... That you'd like to present to us. Well, one of the things that interests me is is Revelations chapter six because um, I've heard different people say, "Well, you know, where are we in Bible prophecy? Where are we in the Book of Revelation? And more important, where's America?" Right. Um, so, if if we look at Revelations chapter six, that talks about the seals, and 
one of the one of the things that that interests me is is, is long long around the the middle part of 2020, it occurred to me that that we may be we may have be we may have been part of the opening of the seals, and I thought there is something different going on, mm-hmm. something has changed somewhere, and God got my attention right. as He did every one of us, and sure. we realized we sure. were in a different a different age, regardless yes. of what denomination you are, regardless of what mm-hmm. church you go to. COVID nineteen infected the entire affected the entire world, and infected and maybe infected. a better word for <laughs> yeah. but it, it it affected the entire world. So the first thing you see in Revelation chapter six is you see a man, and he comes in, and he comes in on a white horse, mm-hmm. and uh, so he he comes in on a white horse, and he's given authority, and he conquers. And the interesting part is, he doesn't have any arrows. He's got a bow, but he doesn't have any arrows. And guess what, brothers? He doesn't even have a sword. So we know it's not Jesus because if we look at the end of the book of Revelation, you can see Jesus, his, he's got the, the sword of, of truth. He's got his vesture dripped in blood. His right. mouth From his mouth goes a sharp sword, and it's the word of God. So he doesn't have a sword. So the thing that interested me is, is this portion. So I got to thinking, what is white? So what do we know? If, if there's a white horse coming, what is white? So let's approach this from a, from, from, from a common sense perspective. What's white? Well, the Pope wears white. Right. Okay? All right, so okay. that's one of the things you'll read about if you read ancient, you know, not ancient but older prophecy books. Well, this, the, you know, it, it it could be this, it could be that. Well, no, that's not true. It's a, a bride wears white. It, right. We know that doesn't apply. Um, but white stands for purity, and that's why the religious world espouses it. That's why mm-hmm. white is worn by a bride. It represents her purity, virginity, and uh, you know, a celebration. It's it's a moment of celebration and peace. But if you look again, what else is white? Sterility is white, right? right? Sure. Right? Hospitals, sure. the nurses, right. you know, years ago, I remember all the nurses were white. Right. So it was a sign of, of sterility, of, of purity. Mm-hmm. And, and so this person comes in on this white horse, and, uh, you know, the horse is a, is, is a type of, 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 of trade, and it's a type of, of, prosper, and it, of, of prosperity. So it's a type of trade and commerce. So he comes in. And he has a bow. Now, the interesting part is is he's got the bow, and the Greek word for bow was the word toxin. Hmm. And when I read that, I'm like, whoa, now wait a minute. He's got a bow, but he has no arrows. But the Greek word for bow is toxin. Well, I thought, wow, that's interesting. So uh, what else does he have? And the Bible says that a crown was given him. So it, it was absolutely fascinating for me to read that because when I saw that, I knew right away that, that the Greek word for crown was diadem. And that's on his head, but in the Latin, guess what it is? It's corona. Really? Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> it's fascinating. So I'm looking at that going, whoa, now wait a minute. You know, this, this can't be true. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I know I'm going to show up on some list right now for being yeah. on the radio saying this. But, but, oh. but anyway, so, so that caught my attention and, and, and I was telling one of my friends at work I said you know I said I ran up on this neat passage of scripture and you know the first seal in Revelation which I've always you know taught that we're never going to see that <laughs> but the first seal in Revelation is is you know there's this guy and he's on this white horse and it represents you know health mm-hmm. and commerce as it relates to health Mm-hmm. And 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 he's carrying a toxin, <laughs> and he says toxin. Yeah, it's not T O X I N. It's T O X O N, because what they did is they used the bow 
in ancient times, the Greeks, the ancient Greeks would use the bow to shoot poisonous arrows right. or darts into, hmm. you know, cities or into the opposing army. So I, I was just blown away. So I, I laughed and I joked and I said, well, if you know what's going to happen, don't you? Now, this was somewhere around November of 2020. I said, what's going to happen next? I said, I know I'm not right, but what's going to happen next is there's going to be some kind of war that's going to impact trade and commerce. And the war that we're going to have has got to be from a communist nation. It's got to be from either Russia or China. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So either Russia or China is going to start a war, and that's going to be the red horse. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about that? I mean, what's your thoughts? You know, I mean, those are just ideas that went through my head and really, you know, I just, uh, I, I, I just, I didn't know what to think about it. Well, I think it's interesting, Brother Aaron, that uh, Revelation 6 verse 2 ends that verse after it describes this white horse and on him's a bow and a crown given to him. And then it says he went forth conquering wow. and to conquer. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Very no no bullets had to be shot the last couple of years to to literally shut down economies. Right. To conquer, if you will, trade. Wow. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, no bombs had to be dropped. No bombs. Wow. We just needed mandates. Never even thought about that, bro. That's a great. You know. Point. You're making my point for me. Actually. Oh, well, I'm I'm sorry. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I, I think it's really interesting, brother. I never, never really thought about that white horse being uh, being something. But if if that's how those words are are defined, then uh, I think it could be very clear that that is a real possibility. It's, I mean, it's possible. I'm not very preaching much. this doctrine. Right. It's just a conversation. What What's your thoughts, brother Chad? It's I. I mean, it's it's something getting you thinking. That's for sure. Because I'm like brother Mark. I never, I never thought of it in in that manner. Right. Um, and and to. Uh, study the background of the words used in the Bible. That, that, that again goes back to referencing study and study right. the prophecy, looking up the, the, the real meaning of the words and how they were intended for use. Um, and so, uh, like you said, the, the country was shut down right. over words. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, with, yeah. with the simplicity of just word. Right, right. Uh, we, we showed the government what control they had, mm-hmm. what they could stop what they could let go. Right. I mean, we we opened a, a lot of doors and opened really a lot of eyes as to mm-hmm. yeah. what they could or could not do in, in during that time frame. And so I think that as well falls into prophecy. Now, Brother Aaron, I'd like to point this out. Um, I have a sister-in-law that's from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And during the, the time of the, the pandemic, um, her mother and father were allowed to go to the grocery store once there was had a designated time. They had, a, I don't know if it was one or two hour time frame, what the hour was, mm-hmm. they, it, but they also had a day. Uh, I can't remember if it was one day a week or one day every two weeks they'd go to the grocery store. And so the effects that we see here mm-hmm. uh, wasn't just limited to our country, not our state. It's it, it, it was a global thing. Yeah. It's a global thing. It was yeah. a global thing. Well, you know, and, and, and I think it impacted all of us. Well, I got mm-hmm. messages for 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 months from my brothers in Africa saying, you know, we're all going through this together. Yes. We're all going through it together. Mm-hmm. You know, the church here was going through it. The church in Africa was going through it. Right. Brother churches, our brother and sister churches in India were going through it. It's, it was all over the globe, and that was the difference 
in in right now than any other time. It was like something something happened, yeah. right. and the whole earth experienced it at the same time. Right. It was like a tidal yeah. wave. It was a tidal Washed wave. Over it was the whole yeah. over the world. Yeah, and really the whole world knew what it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, overnight. It seemed yeah. like it was just yeah overnight. Yeah. And um, it was just it shows how how quick the world could change. It mm-hmm. it changes quick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and here's what here's what really amazed me. So I, I gave that theory to the men that I work with, mm-hmm. and two months later, guess what happened? What? Russia invaded Ukraine. Hmm. And so I came into work, and one of the guys looked at me, and he goes, "Hey, Aaron." I said, "Yeah." He said, "There's that red horse you was talking about." <laughs> and and I looked at him, brothers, and I said, "You got to be kidding." Yeah. Goes, I said, "You know," I said, "I never thought about that." I said, "I was just joking." Yeah. And he goes, no. He said, uh, he said, he said, this could be it. He said, there, there could be more to this than, than what we understand. And so I looked at this, and the, and the word of God says that a great sword was given him. What does that mean? That means he would be given great power to cause unrest to where men would disagree. And all I can say is, is, is I've never seen so much disagreement over a war in my life as the war in Ukraine. Some people are for it. Some people are against it. You know, there's been billions of dollars spent, and one of the frightening things that we found out this week is is some of the weapons that that they found that the Israeli special forces found and Hamas is using, they actually came through Ukraine. They were trafficked trafficked in some way, wow. and no one knows if if they came through Russia, Russian hands, and Russia sold them to the to Hamas through Iran or what happened. But okay. one thing's for sure, is that it 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 caused a lot caused a lot of problems and it's caused a lot of strife and the entire continent of Europe has been impacted by this. Right now Germany is building the first coal powered plants, power plants that they've had in 10 years. They're constructing them right now. Why? Because the German people are freezing to death in the winter time. Now so, brother Aaron, when you when you're talking about that um, the great sword, we're we're dealing with the red horse now. Is that correct? Yes, we the, are. The second seal. Yeah. And and you got to remember the horse speaks specifically of commerce and trade and travel. So mm-hmm. what what's it done? What's the war in Ukraine done? It has made the food price the prices skyrocket. Mm-hmm. The commerce has went crazy. Mm-hmm. What what was the first thing that impacted it? Guess. Oh yeah. It, right. Yeah. It right. was the worldwide pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So this has impacted the price of, of gasoline. Fuel, yeah. Impa- impacted the price of wheat, fertilized. Yes. Fertilizer for the farmers. Mm-hmm. Everyone's impacted by hay and, and everything else. Yes. So it's it's drove the price of everything. Right. And, and here's what's fascinating, brothers, because the very next horse we see is the black horse. And the interesting part about that is, is there's is is the black horse shows up, and when he shows up, the first thing that you see is he has a scale. He has a pair of balances in his hand. Mm-hmm. What's that scripture say, brother Mark? It says, and when he had opened, this is Revelation 6, chapter, or chapter 6, verse 5. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Wow. Phenomenal. Yeah. So so what he's saying is he's talking about the cost of wheat and the cost of barley. 
Can you mm-hmm. read that that section one more time? Make that comparison. Yeah, a, a measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. So, 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 what he's specifically relating is, is that a measure of wheat for a penny, and a measures of what barley, barley. for a penny. Three, uh, three, three measures, measures of three so, measures barley. So, in in biblical times. Wheat was the was the was the elite meal, mm-hmm. okay, and barley was a step down. So, a penny was a day's wages. So you could either choose to buy a measure of wheat for yourself and eat a fine loaf of bread, or you could buy three measures of barley and feed your family. So basically, one day's wage would feed your family one day. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know how you all are, but but I go in Food City all the yeah. time, Food Line. Mm-hmm. And the other day, I walked out with two small bags with almost nothing in them, and it cost me one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Wow, that's a day's work. Sure, one day's wage. So the black horse is a horse of hyperinflation, and that's how I feel. That that's how I that's how I felt looking at this. If you're going to interpret Revelation in the light of today's current events, mm-hmm. then the black horse is the, is the is the horse of hyperinflation. Well, what about this not hurt not hurting the oil and the wine? Wow, not touching that. To me, to me. The wine has to do specifically, you know, if you, if you think about the wine, the wine would have to do specifically with, with, with the pleasures that we have. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay? So in the Bible, when they had a celebration, they would drink the wine, right? Mm-hmm. They, 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 sell it, they used it to celebrate mm-hmm. the bride and groom's marriage. Um, they used it actually for healing, okay? So that's, that's, that, that it was an herbal tonic that the Good Samaritan, he poured wine into the wounds of, uh, he poured wine into the wounds of the man who was wounded on the road to Jericho. So I, I really think that what that means is you're going to see inflation with everything but the things that make people lighthearted. Hmm. It's interesting. So if you notice, when you go to the grocery store right now, you can buy things that don't matter that much. The price hasn't changed. Not hmm. that much on a, on a Reese's cup. Right. But if you go to buy a loaf of bread... Are you going to buy a pack of bologna yeah. or a pack of bacon? Oh, You're yeah. going to pay for it. Yeah. Hyperinflation. Absolutely. So what do you think, brothers? I think it's worth a thought. Our time is almost over. It's, it's almost come and gone. But I really appreciate you joining me this week. Absolutely. And, and if you don't think it's worthwhile, I'd like to do it again. Absolutely. You want to discuss we'll this again? To. What do you think? Yes, sir. I'm on Let's do it. Hey, we appreciate your offer. Yes, sir. <laughs> let's do it next week. All right, let's do it, brother. That sounds right. good. Yeah, Thank you good. guys for showing up. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Wow, brother Chad, that wasn't that awesome? Hey, that it was, was definitely eye opening. That was definitely eye opening. Um, I've got a couple horses that live behind me uh, in a field, and I don't know if I'm ever going to look at those two horses the same, brother Chad. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Or any of them? Yeah, or any, or any, any of them? Horse. Red, black, brown, green. <laughs> but I sure, I sure did enjoy that. You yes, know, that, sir. Uh, that, that I sat back and just opened my mind and uh, 
you know, looked at the scripture with Brother Aaron, and uh, man, I really sure to enjoy it. I hope our listeners enjoyed that this week, and uh, let's tune in again next week to for the continuation of this series. Uh, and between now and the end, let's uh, make it count. God bless you. God bless you. When I win this war, I've got a church in-